Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Exurgat Deus disipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derunteum a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli esto praesidium. Imperatili Deus supplicas de precamur, tu que princeps militae caelestis, satana malios que spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, peregantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum netrude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata conceptio est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven, as it were for half an hour. And I saw seven angels standing in the presence of God, and there were given to them seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood before the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given to him much incense that he should offer the of the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which is before the throne of God. And the smoke of the incense of the prayers of the saints ascended up before God from the hand of the angel. And the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it on the earth. And there were thunders and voices and lightnings and a great earthquake. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets 
prepared themselves to sound the trumpet. And the first angel sounded the trumpet, and there followed hail and fire, mingled with blood, and it was cast on the earth. And the third part of the earth was burnt up, and the third part of the trees was burnt up, and all the green grass was burnt up. <clears throat> it seems like as each day goes by, I stumble on something that I probably listened to before, but I didn't really take it in. And in this particular case, for these passages, for the, for, uh, the passage that I'm actually going to read here, there are particular meanings that, were, that have always been understood by the church. And as always, it takes a priest to actually open it up and illuminate it, to teach what we've always known. And when I say what we've always known, obviously I mean what the Catholic Church has always known. And the first angel sounded the trumpet, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and it was cast on the earth. Hail and fire mingled with blood speaks to invasion and revolution. Invasion and revolution. Now, in this particular case, I'm not actually talking about what was probably the first thing to come to your mind, particularly if you're a Catholic within these United States. You can immediately sense exactly what's going on when I say invasion and revolution. And that's hail and fire and blood being cast upon the earth. And the third part of the earth was burnt up, and the third part of the trees was burnt up, and all the green grass was burnt up. All of that actually speaks to peace. We're talking about the people. Because the trees, in this particular sense, are the people. Um, and you get this from the Gospels, the blind man who was healed... Um, the first thing he saw was was trees moving about as men, or men moving about like trees, was the first thing he saw. So we're talking about the men. And most likely in this particular case, we're talking about a third part of good men who were killed spiritually. And all the green grass, meaning their good works. In this particular case, I'm talking about the American Revolution. Revolution in general, invasion and revolution, that is what I said. Not just the American Revolution, but we're also talking about the French Revolution and the, and the various revolutions that would proceed from there. <clears throat> Stoked by people who did no longer wanted to be under Christ's yoke as presented by the Catholic Church, but would rather actually <clears throat> form their own yoke and, and try to dedicate it to Christ. But having all of the good, the, the good that comes from those works being burnt up. 
And the second angel sounded the trumpet, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. This was actually presented in the First World War. The fathers of the church fathers have known that a fiery mountain is a call back to Babylon. It's a call to an evil empire, to a to a wicked kingdom. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To a kingdom that's burning with malice. And I would argue that this actually symbolizes the new and budding American empire that started to come to pass in the aftermath of the First World War. One of the things that I did not know was that unlike previous wars, most previous wars, the American Revolution notwithstanding, but unlike most previous wars, the Holy See was not included in the peace negotiations at the close of the First World War. And we can see the fruits of that because Germany, despite being one of the two sides in the war, and despite actually having only moved the battle lines by about five or six miles, and when I say the battle lines by about five or six miles, they actually gained ground but managed to lose the war according to the agreement. It was ridiculous. The agreement put the onus on Kaiser Wilhelm's people to pay out reparations to everybody else. 
And when you look at that, that's actually insane. If there were to be declared a victor, it would have actually been Germany. Everybody came to the peace table because they were exhausted of the war. And yet, they weren't so exhausted of the war to not totally put half of the Western world into a, into a hucklebuck that would ultimately destroy Europe. And the Burning Mountain, the budding American Empire, was born at the close of that war. In an, in an arrangement with the Allies, it was decided that the British Navy was going to, was going to draw back their ships and disband. And the East India Trading Company and all of that would cease to exist. And America would, would then provide security across the seven seas. And we know how that turned out because they didn't. Japan, who had no involvement in whatsoever in the war, was economically destroyed because they now no longer had commerce with the rest of the world, which was being provided to them not by the United States of America, but by the British. And in the aftermath, we would go through a tremendous economic boom. And I believe it's because we did we did it on the backs of the rest of the world. So at the same time that robber barons were doing their thing, which would eventually give birth to communist unions, and by communist unions I mean the labor unions, they wouldn't start out that way. They would, of course, start reasonable. And it's not to argue against the unions when they were first incepted, necessarily, because, to be sure, the spirit of charity in the 20th century didn't exist in the United States of America. But we did make a lot of so-called progress. But it was economic. In the aftermath of the First World War, you would see buildings go up in the Empire City that were taller than had ever been constructed in history with the names of these robber barons on them. Woolworth, Chrysler, Morgan. These grand, hideous palaces that would reach up to the sky as testaments to the men who through usury built their empires. <clears throat> A great mountain burning with fire, that's the evil kingdom, was cast into the sea. The sea, in this usage, means the world. There was a great burning empire that was cast in, that was that was thrown down into the world. And a third part of the sea became blood. A third part of the world would be poisoned. A third part of those creatures died which had life in the sea. The destruction 
of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of souls suddenly, suddenly thrust out of a state of grace because they were butchered. Not butchered in the war sense, although, I mean, let's be real, 30 million dead is nothing to scoff at. But a third part of the world would not regain its faith. And the third part of the ships was destroyed. Those outposts, those churches, with vibrant prayer lives. Remember that the church is often called the Bark of St. Peter. Bark meaning a ship. A third part of the churches had their lights extinguished. St. John's Apocalypse, like the prophecies of Daniel and Ezekiel, it's written in a symbolic language. It's supposed to call to mind truths that are always true, that become applicable in particular situations when those circumstances are matched. There is no one who can say about the 20th century that it was not a time of horror. You had Christian nations fighting in dug trenches, Christian men launching poison gas at each other, as if there was anything about poisoning the very air that you breathe that is Christian. Lethal machines, literally called machine guns, were invented during this time. Artillery became far more effective at this time. Mortars and giant guns and guns that could throw hails of bullets turning men into mincemeat. A meat grinder stretched across 1,100 miles of Europe that would consume the lives of millions, millions in the direct cause of death, and tens of millions subsequent. There is a question within the study of virology as to whether or not the invention of the radio as a means of communication actually had something to do with the Spanish flu. And there's a non-zero chance. I'm not going to claim to know anything about that. But I do know that fundamentally, one of the key things that changed in the First World War was the advent of radio, of radio signals, which is radiation. And the Spanish flu wasn't really transmissible. 
The soldiers who came back with the Spanish flu, they didn't pass it out and decimate whole, whole cities and towns. But they died of the flu nonetheless. And millions died of the Spanish flu. And they claimed that it was virus. But it could have simply been the poison that was unleashed by a bunch of countries who had completely forgotten they were supposed to be Christian. World War I wasn't a holy war by any stretch of the imagination. The Germans were Christian, the French were Christian, the British were Christian, the Italians were Christian. Everybody involved in the, in the First World War was Christian, ostensibly. There's a case that could be made that even America was Christian, but nobody involved in the First World War seemed to key in on the idea that maybe, just maybe, we don't unleash this lunacy on the earth. But for some strange reason, for all of the parties involved, for all of the parties involved, for some strange reason, it just carried. Many people don't know that Pope Benedict the Fifteenth begged the Lord for an intervention. And eight days after he did so, our Blessed Mother appeared to three shepherd children in Fatima. And that war did come to an end. Heaven did intervene. Because if that war was allowed to go on any further, Western civilization would have effectively committed suicide. 30 million dead. 30 million dead. I have a couple of comic books, uh, graphic novels, uh, comic, uh, I don't know what you would say. <clears throat> but it was written about the time period, and it was uh, done by a French artist. And in the back of the books, in the back of both books, it has all of the statistics. 30 million people died as a result of the First World War. And that, <clears throat> that was only half of the numbers that died in the second Think about that. What did Our Lady say? If men do not stop sinning and do not stop offending God, there will be a worse war to follow. And we didn't stop sinning. We didn't stop offending God. And there was a worse war to follow. 
and that budding parasite called communism would eventually blow up in Russia and those errors would eventually spread around the whole world such that no one you understand that nobody in the in politics today around the world speaks in terms that were not coined by Karl Marx nobody nobody around the world today in politics fails to speak in terms coined and used by Vladimir Lenin or Joseph Stalin And it doesn't actually matter what the topic is, if it's abortion, if it's marriage and the family, if, like no one speaks in those terms. But no one, no one, no one escapes talking about things in those terms. Yeah, we say Marxism, but libertarianism is the other side of communism. It's the other side of the coin. And. I don't know about you, but I, I didn't notice anybody over the last 20, 25 years who spoke in terms that weren't either coming from the liberal perspective or the communist perspective. And it's easy to understand because in Spain, what did the communists call themselves during, during the Spanish Revolution? They were Republicans. And they slaughtered thousands of priests and nuns. They slaughtered monks. They sacked churches. The same thing they did in the French Revolution. The, French, the newly budding French Republic deemed that all property within France was property of the state and basically told the church to get out. And for the most part, I mean, aside from the fact that the church does have stewardship over its own cathedrals to this day, the fact is, is that they are stewardship. <clears throat> Notre Dame in Paris isn't being rebuilt by the church, it's being rebuilt by the state. Because try as they might, the French have been communist for far too long. And while there are people who subscribe and would consider themselves descendants of the Vendée, they are just a remnant of France, really. Most of France is spiritually dead. most of Spain is spiritually dead. And the same is true for pretty much all of Europe. Italy, Germany, Austria, Hungary. Hungary is getting better. Poland is getting better. Catholic lands with Catholic kings And by the end of the whole thing, Blessed Emperor Carl was deposed.
Blessed Emperor Carl, who, had he not been deposed, his son would have had veto power. Think about this. The Holy Roman Emperor had veto power on the elections of popes. I mentioned this in a previous podcast, which, as I record this, has yet to drop. Emperor Franz Josef actually vetoed the election of a communist Marxist Satanist as the Holy Father. Perhaps today, the Habsburgs would have been able to intervene rather than allow the St. Gallen Mafia to take over. What a different world we'd be in. But I would also argue, I don't think we'd be any better off. Because we would have been saved from the problems But as comfortable as we've been, particularly in these United States, as comfortable as we've been, I don't think I don't think saving us from those problems would have helped. If I had to choose personally, from my own limited and finite and very, very human perspective, I would rather be in the situation that we are now than have had the disaster that's running rampant across the church be delayed and hidden any longer. I'd rather we be facing this fight than screaming into the darkness that that would be billions of people who are just content enough. And that that is how I know that the Lord's justice and the Lord's mercy is true. Because there are millions of people around the world waking up to what's going on today, standing up for the Catholic faith, standing up for the cause of the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I don't think we would have had that had we not arrived at this point in history. To God be the glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. For your mercy endures forever. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <laughs>